The views expressed on this special broadcast of the Take 12 radio show do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting or its affiliates. KHLT is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. A very scary experience. You know, God is a solution. God is 12 step. I like where he's going here. Helps the community grow, helps us grow. Bonnie, <laughs> Bonnie has done a phenomenal job. Lack of open-mindedness. And you're talking about taking people through a spiritual process, getting them into recovery. Thanks, Monty, uh, and thanks for all your support. We need spirituality to make this thing work long-term. It's an absolute pleasure. You certainly know a lot of people. This is one of the places... It is about the business of the solution. And now, broadcasting on location somewhere in the vast expanse of the Pacific Northwest, it's the over-opinionated 12-stepologist, the Monty Man. Board one and all, welcome to another oh. fine episode. What? I didn't say anything. Oh. That was Cecil. That, oh, Cecil. Cecil's going to join us here in just a minute. I think he tried. I think he tried. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, maybe we'll, we'll run that again here. Let's see. Yes. There we go. <laughs> this is technology wonderful. <laughs> welcome to the Take Twelve Recovery Radio Show, broadcasting to you and for you from the beautiful outskirts of downtown Albany, Oregon, in the KHLT Recovery Broadcasting Audio Booth is Tony. <laughs> Good morning. And Denver. Good morning. And Heather Lane is here. Good hey, morning. Heather. Dennis is here. Good morning. Her wonderful husband. And McCaden is here. Good morning. Good morning, McCaden. And uh, you guys are a family. Yes, we are. Yes, you are. And you guys have driven all the way out here from a long way away <laughs> just to be with me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no other reason than to be with me. <laughs> Heather Lane is a recording artist and published songwriter. Her voice and songs can be heard on Christian and country music radio in the U.S. and overseas, including the U.K., France, Australia, and Germany. She has been invited to perform on world stages, including with moi. <laughs> the uh, 2010 AA World Convention in San Antonio, Texas, over 60,000 people were in attendance at that thing. San Antonio, by the way, said that was the largest convention they had ever had. Oh, wow. I went up in the Space Needle doohickey that they have, and when you look down, you could not see where a street met a sidewalk. That's how many people were there. Oh, my goodness. It, it, it was amazing. Uh, so, But let me tell you a little bit more about uh, our guests. When her life hit bottom, she felt lost and confused, and she, and you state you didn't even know why you were still breathing. Right. Right? Yeah. And so she's here to share her experience, strength, and hope, and uh, share some music with us. We had a phenomenal time last night, didn't we, Tony? Oh, it was amazing. Yes, it was, yes. Uh, at, the, uh, at the concert at Celebrate Recovery. And as a matter of fact, we're going to do it again uh, tonight at uh, Southside Church of Christ. They're on the corner in uh, Lebanon, Oregon. Mm -hmm. That's only 14 miles away from here. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to be there tonight as well. 
and uh, Heather and uh, Dennis and McCaden are going to be there. Uh, McCaden, you you operate the merchandise table, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we got T-shirts and CDs and keychains and all sorts of goodies. And bracelets. bracelets. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> <clears throat> So uh, Heather has been gracious enough, and Dennis and McCaden, to come into the studio today, driving all the way from Kansas. My goodness sakes! Uh, I can tell you, you're not in Kansas anymore. Not in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. you are. Not uh, in you're in Albany, Oregon. I love my red shoes back there. So. <laughs> do you? Do you? So uh, we're going to have a little fun. We like to do this uh, kind of as an icebreaker for all of our shows. And Cecil, are you there? Cecil? Of course, Monty Man. I'm right here. <laughs> and boy, do we got a doozy for you this time because it's time to play Take 12 Trivia! <laughs> Take 12 Trivia is brought to you by that award winning magazine, The 12 Step Gazette. Mm. Visit their website at 12stepgazette.com. Now, take it away, the Monty Man! You should tell him what Cecil is. We don't know. I thought he was a sea serpent. Well, that's what Bruce used to say (laughs) based on Beanie and Cecil from years ago. Do you remember Beanie and Cecil? Mm, No. I'm dating myself. Neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) Nice recovery. Yeah, there you go. So we're going to play a little trivia. We're going to see how well Heather, Dennis, and uh, McCaden was paying attention last night. Uh Uh-oh. Are you ready for this? Okay. So nobody else can answer. You guys have... You guys can answer. Heather, uh, we'll let you uh, try the first one. Last night, prior to the concert, Albany Celebrate Recovery uh, barbecued. What did they barbecue? Was it chicken, hot dogs, or burgers? Hot dogs. (laughs) Dennis, was it hot dogs, chicken, or burgers? Hot dogs. Caden? It was hot dogs. Huh? Are they right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, if you're right, you get the bell. If you're not, you get the fluff machine. Fluff machine. Yeah, so you got it right. Yeah, it was hot dogs. That was an easy one. Yeah, little, tiny, itty-bitty hot dogs. <laughs> um, I had two. I had two, too. Yeah. All right, number two. Uh, oh, by the way, if you get all these right, you know what you get? What? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Satisfaction. The satisfaction, exactly. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So Where's your get... little drum cymbal splash thing? Oh, yeah. That was choice last night. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> Wait, is that on the questionnaire? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. All right. Last night at the concert, your MC, yours truly, and his co-host were wearing Take 12 Radio t-shirts. Mm-hmm. What color were they, Dennis? Blue. <laughs> were they blue? That's what I saw. What... <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. You are sober now, right? You guys are all sober. Were they blue? They were. Were they blue, Tony? Yeah. Denver, you weren't there. Were they blue? Oh, I was on social media with you. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they were blue. All right. Uh, Okay, gets a little harder now. Uh, Last night at the table we were sitting at, there were a number of people. Oh my god! How many were sitting at the table when it was full? Was it eight? 10 or 15? McCaden, you get first crack at it. 10. Dennis? 10. I'm going to say 8. You're going to say 8? What do you think, Tony? I'm trying to count. Uh, I'm going to go with Heather. Uh, Denver, you weren't there. What do you say? You know what, standard? Uh, I would say 8. Okay. Counting on a CR meeting. Who said 10? 
You said 10? You are correct. <laughs> the rest of you guys are... Come right. Caden. And she wasn't even there. She Did was at the booth. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, you got a 10, 10. All right, here's your last one. In the Heather Lane promo video, there was a box fan in the room. <laughs> what color is the box fan? Is it tan, white, or light blue? Well, now. It's white. Heather says white. What do you think? Yeah, it's white. Are you sure? It's t- Actually, it's two-tone. <laughs> it's white and gray. For further detail. Tony, what do you think? I don't even remember a fan. Okay, here's... Here, here, uh, okay, so I'll tell you if you're right I'm going to have to go look no, at it again fan. now. Okay. Also in that video... Oh, God. There's a window. <laughs> and there is some drapes in that window. Are they open? Or are they closed? Oh what do you think, McCaden? They're open. They're open? Yeah. That's serious. Open. Definitely. What do you that, think? That'd be my best guess. <laughs> open. I'll go with them. <laughs> I don't, I don't even remember the fans. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You guys are right. They are open. And the box fan is white. Yes. All right. So I'm going to make it a little bit more interesting. How are the drapes kept open? <laughs> Are First they, of all, they're not drapes. Okay. Well, whatever those things are, are they pulled aside? <clears throat> or are they lifted up? Is it the coffee company? Is he talking about? That, that's how the are they, trick. That's how are the they trick kept question. open? What room was it in? Uh, <laughs> they're kept open by hooks. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, right, it's, right, there's right. like a tie thing, and they're kind of bunched together. Okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah, the coffee shop. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, see how we play that? <laughs> Wasn't that fun, Denver? As usual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go have to Moving study on, that again on. now. Go back and look at it. That does it for Take Twelve Trivia. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Boom! All right. <laughs> and all the listeners go, "What? All right, what? Who cares?" <laughs> Was the fan square? Did it have round edges? Was it on? Ooh, was it on? Or was it plugged in? A a fan, when you see it, looks like it's going backwards. Yeah. It's going forward, but you know. Yeah, it was not on. Oh, are you sure? (laughs) Well, if you were recording, or was it dubbed over? I don't know. Hand me the utensil so I can, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He's going to hand over the fluff machine. You can't have my fluff machine. So in Christianity, would a fluff machine be considered in poor taste? In some parts of the country. Maybe. Maybe some Bible Belt areas. So here's, this is for you. I always get myself into trouble. Some people are going to say, you attached yourself to him? You, you, you hitched his wagon, the takes old recovery wagon? How dare you? Take12radio.comcast.net. Don't be afraid. Send in your letters. Ether Lane is here, uh, Nashville recovery recording artist. Uh, I call her a recovery recording artist, and I think that's pretty accurate, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, and uh, Heather, you uh, you did a phenomenal job. Dennis, you as well. Your testimonies were. Uh, we, we have a young man that's coming tonight. Who your guys' testimony? He's struggling with an old fiance who's really unhealthy for him. Mm. 
and trying to break free from that and follow the Lord and put his priorities straight. I mean, and everything you guys said, we're like, why isn't he here? You know, we've all experienced that, right? But it was confirmation for how, you know, he's been staying with us and it's confirmation. So he's going to be there tonight. Um, But it was powerful, powerful stuff. And uh, but things weren't always going that way for you, right, Heather? I mean, there was a time in your life when you didn't know how to write music, you weren't really singing much, you weren't having a good time. What was going on? Well, uh, you know, I never had any music lessons growing up, and I always loved music. It was something that I was always drawn to. But it seemed like every time I try to kind of pursue that singing or even trying to play an instrument, somebody would always say something that would discourage me. And it really wasn't their fault. That's on me. But back then, that was just how I was. I was a people pleaser, trying to keep everybody happy, you know, didn't want anybody to not be um, pleased with what I was doing. And since then, God's changed me on that. But yeah, it was a struggle. Um, do you want me to go into my testimony or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell, because you, you talked to, you said something very interesting last night about how this actually was shaming for you, mm-hmm. right? You felt like. Yeah. I've come to believe that sometimes, and I don't think in every situation, but in my case, and actually a lot of people have told me they've been through it too, Um, sometimes when God puts a gift in you, uh, the enemy makes sure that he just takes words of shame and embarrassment from other people and just wraps it all around that precious gift that God puts in you so that when God asks you to start using that gift or you step into it or start operating in that gift, instead of feeling happy and celebrating like we should, we actually feel, uh, shame and embarrassment when we start using that gift Now, if we stay at it and we really believe God has gifted us in that way, I believe Jesus and the grace of Jesus can take that that shame and unwrap it. But it doesn't usually happen overnight. For me, it did not happen overnight. It took a couple years of being up in front of people and really believing God has gifted me. And I don't have to apologize for that any longer. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. So continue. Your story is is a fascinating one. And I know people are going to be blessed. So, so. What happened? Well, uh, when I was a teenager, I got into an abusive relationship. Mm. It actually happened at church. And I talk about this because I think there's a lot of people that have been hurt in church. Mm -hmm. And so what they do is they say, forget church, I'm not going anymore. And so I try to be that voice that says, give it another chance. Because people are imperfect. And in Numbers chapter 23 in the Bible, it says, I'm not a man that I would lie. God says that. So that tells me he put that in the Bible to reassure us that men lie and women lie and we let each other down. And so when we go to church and we're expecting a perfect experience from people who are flawed, you know, our expectations are kind of a little bit unreasonable sometimes. Sure. And so when we have um, a bad experience with a person at church, Um, we have to really take a step back and look at it and say, does God want me to not go to church? And so I had to come to that point in my life because I met this man who was 10 years older than me. He was volunteering in a youth group and, um, we started dating. He said all the right things that I needed to hear. Um, I had a lot of starving places in me and he was just a good fit at that time in my life. But Along with that relationship came all his issues, his anger issues, his 
abuse uh, verbally and emotionally and even physically. And he was violent. Wow. Yeah. So I went through that for about three years. And at the end of that three years, I was like mush. My emotions were shut down. I was petrified of men at that point. And uh, I was a big mess. And I just decided, well, time will heal all wounds, but it doesn't always do that, if ever. Right. So I continued in, you know, really in my destructive ways of just in denial. I was just in total denial at that point at about 18 years old. Joni, this really resonated with you last night, didn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because this this is a lot of your story. Yeah. And around the same age, too. Yeah. I was like 19, 20. Right. So so what'd you do with this? Well, I buried it Mm -hmm. for almost 10 years. Yeah. And then uh, my life hit bottom. I started going through a divorce, and I had married somebody else that was an addict. And our uh, marriage functioned, but it was not a godly, healthy relationship. I was closed off. He was in his addiction. We were basically married but living very distantly apart. Right. And so I, I, my life crashed. And what I mean by that is I started going through a divorce. I lost my house, my car. Um, I was riding the city bus at one point with no car Mm -hmm. and three kids, and I was a single mom, and for me, I was going, wow, I was valedictorian in my class. I got $10,000 in college scholarships, and what am I doing? Like, the the wisdom of man and the intelligence that I was always taught would work was not working for me. And I was at that point where I was ready to surrender to God and just say, "I I can't do this on my own. I need your help. And I had a lot of pride up until that point. And I, I thank God that I hit bottom. There was just a lot of humbling that went on in my life just mm-hmm. to turn my head up and say, Lord, help. You know, mm-hmm. I, I need to call upon the name of Jesus right now. And, and you know, I did. I put all my marbles in that. I, I, you know, I jumped in with both boots on. And I thought, you know, what could God do with a girl that has nothing you know, I just was really curious because I'd heard people say, God doesn't want 80 or 90 percent. He wants 100 percent. And I thought, what would happen if I just gave it all to him? And I did. I surrendered just with the full intent of following Jesus. And then all of a sudden, the songs started coming every week. And I couldn't read music, still can't read music. Couldn't explain how I was writing the songs. I couldn't even play guitar at that point. So I was literally just singing the songs and recording them and writing them down. And every week a song was coming about brokenness. And it was always tied to a scripture that I was learning about in the Bible. And it was tied to recovery. It was tied to my recovery that I was going through. Now, you've written how many songs? It's well over 500 I have binders full. <laughs> and for every yeah. album I record, there's usually about 100 songs that I have to look at and pray over and decide which 12 are going to make the cut. Right, right, so, yeah. right. So before you play a song, tell people how they can, because I want people to understand where they can get your music, because you've got CDs out there, a number of them, actually. Yeah, I've actually right. recorded 10 albums. Yeah. Um they can find my albums on heatherlane.com, which is L-A-Y-N-E, heatherlane.com. And also they're on iTunes. If you Google Heather Lane or Amazon.com, they're on Spotify. 
they're all over the place. Uh, Rhapsody, I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> I get a penny here and there. Yeah, it's a, it's a music <laughs> yeah, uh, it's subscription <laughs> program. Yeah. But it's still something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we are on YouTube, too, if you Google yeah. Heather Lane. Yeah. So. And you're on Take 12 Radio. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, we've we've used Heather's music several yes. times at the end of our show. Because every, mm-hmm. every show we close with a song. Uh, so uh, something may sound familiar to you, or this may be the first time that you've heard it. So what's what's next uh, during this this hour here? What are you going to do for us? A song, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to sing uh, one off my new album, Heart Songs, called Soul Medicine. Nice. And uh, just to introduce it, uh, the scriptures that go with it are Psalm 147.3. He heals the broken hearted and binds up their wounds. And Psalm 30, uh, verse 2 says, Oh, Lord, my God, I cry to you for help. And you have healed me. In Mark 2.17, I love this. It says that Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need the doc- a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus is a great physician. And uh, we deal a lot with addiction. My husband and I are directors at a sober living um, program in Kansas. And we got to fill ourselves with something, you know, when we remove the addiction. That's There's right. got to be something else replacing it. Yeah. And that's what Jesus is. So. All right. In love's like medicine To my
Soul Medicine offer uh, CD heart songs. That's Heather Lane. The website is Heather Lane, H-E-A-T-H-E-R-L-A-Y-N-E dot com. When you, when you write these songs, uh, and, and I know artists get asked this all the time, you know, which comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? Is it the lyrics that hit you? Is it the music? Or is it always different? It's different, honestly. I think when I didn't know how to play guitar, I got used to just singing out whatever melody was in my head. Right. So the words just kind of came with the melody. Because there was nothing to support the melody. There was no instrument. So my voice became the instrument with the words at the same time. Right. But once I started playing guitar, then I kind of started messing around with some different melodies on that. And so sometimes I'll just start playing a melody on my guitar. And then I always have some biblical concept in mind. It's a scripture usually, and I'm building off of that. So... Some songs are written, honestly, from beginning to end without even pausing. Other songs will take me a couple days to work on it to really get out what I feel is in my spirit or in my heart. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. 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 So you you had mentioned, I really loved it. You, early you were talking about, uh, you said something to the effect of um, you put your boots on. Right, and where other people might say they put their shoes on, you say, and I thought, yeah, she's a country girl. Jump in with both boots on. Yeah, jump in with both yeah. boots. On. I played, I jumped in with both with both feet, or I jumped in. But you said boots, and, and I thought, yeah, she's a country girl. So you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I grew up with horses. Uh, my dad still has quarter horses in California, but we right? grew up barrel racing, and then. When my sister was uh, and I were about 10, we joined a trick riding and trick roping group with the rodeo. And there was about, gosh, 50 girls that were part of this group. And Riata Ranch Cowboy Girls is what the name is. Yeah. And we started traveling. And, you know, we actually rode in the back of horse trailers at 10 years old from California to Utah. I'm sure it was (laughs) highly illegal. But, you know, the road life actually was part of my life as a really young kid. So when we started traveling with our music, I would tell my husband, this reminds me so much of rodeo days for me. Sure, First church I ever went to, first service was in a rodeo arena on a Sunday morning, and the rodeo clown was the pastor, the preacher, and his wife was the worship leader. First time I ever heard a worship song was that morning. It was like, wow, what is that? That was the most amazing thing I've ever heard. And it was I Have Decided by Amy Grant. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if you would, would you tell the story about how you walked into a Celebrate Recovery meeting and sure. the whole thing about how you ended up being a worship leader and how just – because that was that amazed me. I was like, you just got hit with this, and you're like, ah, what? Yeah, right. Yeah, t- tell that story. Well, uh, I was – when I hit bottom, I started writing songs and – I started going to a church with a lot of really godly women, and it was um, just a great church. And they had a Celebrate Recovery there. And somebody asked me to come share one of my songs because they had kind of heard through the grapevine that my songs were about brokenness and healing. And so I went and sang my song with no instruments, just my voice, in front of this recovery group. And I was petrified because I had shame wrapped around all my gift at that point. And... I sang my song. The first song I ever wrote was called The Journey. And uh, this pastor of recovery, he came up to me and he said, Hey, I, I really love your song. Would you consider being our worship leader? We don't have a worship band. Right. I'm like, 
no, <laughs> you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I told him, yeah. I don't know how to run a band. I've never been taught how to lead worship, none of that. And he said, you know, I wouldn't worry about all, all the reasons you don't think you're qualified because he said Jesus is the one that qualifies us. And he said, all I'm asking you to do is just try it. And so I tried it and ended up staying for four years as the worship leader there. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> it was great. That's a great One story. One of the best times in my life. Yeah. McCaden yeah. was an, an infant at that time. Right? <laughs> yeah. So what do you think of all this stuff, McCaden, running around the countryside with these, these two? I'm not sure. I mean, I like it a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, she, she's she's the touring gal, right? I mean, she's she takes care of your merchandise table and well, and she's very gifted. She right now she's taking a break from singing, but she's usually on stage singing at least one really? of her songs too, and she plays guitar. Nice, mm-hmm. nice, very cool. unique voice. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah. A lot of people love her. That's awesome. All right, tell us more. Continue with my testimony. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And well, we want to we want to get Dennis in here too. So I, I want to hear I want to hear a little bit about your thing. She's doing just fine. <laughs> well, Dennis, you know you're not the most functional guy in the world, right? You, know, you got stories. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, I can say oh, yeah. that because I come from the same addiction area that you do. We yeah. can poke fun at each other. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. betcha. Oh yeah. I just looking at all these wonderful. It's like Batman. Where does he get all these wonderful toys? Oh, and I got so many more. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> open up a, oh, you opened up the floodgates. Comedy shop. That, that's, a, you know, Three Stooges. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. We got, we got... That's a classic right there, bro. Yeah, Denver got me those. I got two of them. I got, got two of them. Denver brings you know a lot of toys like? into the studio. We got bells. We got... Monty, that last one you pulled out sounded like the good, bad, and the ugly. Some of the sound effects they had in there. Yeah, yeah, it sounded yeah. just like yeah, that right there. They had okay. a little reverb on it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, back to the subject. Oh, my gosh. All right, go ahead, Heather. <laughs> well, uh, just after I was leading, you want me to go into our story about our marriage, or you want me to keep talking about our song? We got 30 more minutes, so, okay. you, yeah, you can do, uh, this is your show. You can play more songs. You can. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, every week I just started going to celebrate recovery, and, and you know, the funny thing was that I, I thought that um, I didn't need recovery. Because I wasn't an addict or an alcoholic. But when I walked in for the first time and I saw the 12 steps on the screen, I just almost lost it. Just almost started crying. Because I felt like, oh my goodness, there's a bridge for a heathen like me, you know, to connect with God. And there's a formula. And I was always good at math. So that was something that really spoke to me that there is a pathway to figure out how to unbury myself because God was going to do it if I surrendered to him. And I was tired of overthinking things at that point. I was tired of trying to figure out what I could have done differently. So I loved the whole concept of Celebrate Recovery, which was come as you are and watch what God does. Just be willing to put the work in, you know, that we need to do on our part. Right. And for me, a lot of it was just showing up. You know, just even when I didn't feel like it, just getting out of the house and showing up and doing what God was asking me to do. And I noticed that people were really excited about my music. And my pastor, he was a really interesting guy. My recovery pastor, he was a father figure to me after a time. And and his wife, just a wonderful lady, woman of God. And um, they uh, asked me right from the beginning, can you just sing your recovery songs? 
because he um, he had the belief that sometimes people can't even handle worship music when they mm. come in from the from the streets. That he wanted it to be Christ centered, but he wanted it to be something that didn't trigger anybody. Like, gotcha. You know, yeah. Like if you'd been hurt in church, he didn't want that to bring memories flooding back while you're standing there trying to. Good point. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. So yeah. he started wanting me to use all recovery music, and so it became like this big thing in the Central Valley. A lot of people started coming. They started hearing about the music. Which at first kind of bothered me because I'm like, well, I don't want him coming just to hear the music. But I realized God was using it as a magnet to get people there and people that normally maybe wouldn't come. So, you know, fast forward years later, my song comes out on country radio, secular country radio. And believe me, I argued with God over that one. (laughs) Like, Why are you putting me on secular radio? The Christian, uh, Christian doors for radio have never opened for me. Just... The smaller stations, yes, yeah. but not major radio. Right. And so I went ahead and just followed the leading of God. And when I was doing secular country radio interviews around the United States when they released my single, it dawned on me. It was like, oh, okay. Because I'd always heard my recovery pastor say, God will bring you in. He'll clean you up. And he'll put you on a, at a good place. And he said a lot of times he'll send you right back to your own people. Because yes. you speak their language. So as I'm up there talking about my story and my songs over secular radio, I was realizing I'm talking to people that maybe won't walk through a church door. You bet. And so God's putting me right in the middle of a dark, uh, the darkness, basically, uh, to be a light. And what's wrong with that? So at that point, I just quit arguing with God and figured he knew a whole, whole lot more than I did. <laughs> yeah. And just to let him lead and guide us. So it's funny in the beginning how my songs were um, really, I think, God God very intentionally had me write songs in not churchy lingo, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Ling- language that anybody would understand. But sure. it was still glorifying God. It was still Christ-centered. And I think because of that, people gave it a chance. Uh, and what I'm talking yeah. about is those that are closed off to church. I hate worship music. I don't want any of that churchy stuff. But when they would hear my music, they go, well, I can handle that. Well, I understand. I've heard, I read that Bible story before or heard about it, but I never heard it explained like that. Right. So I thought, well, God's doing something with our music that's unique. You know, I know other people have. It meets done people it where they're at instead right. of asking them to come where we're at. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I've told my church friends before. You know, we have our own language in church. Yeah. And, and it scares people. Sure. Because I didn't grow up in church, and so when people started using the church lingo around me, I felt less than. I felt disqualified. You just affirmed with me that I'm not part of that group gotcha you know and i know church people don't mean to do that yeah, it's unintentional Mm-mm. but but we need to be aware of it yes yeah. some people it and... does scare them so the that's how i see celebrate recovery too i see it as the, the emergency room of the church it's the mm. place that people can fall into bleeding hair on fire they are welcome as they are and i think they feel that when they walk in like they don't have like you said they don't have to come conform to what's already yep. going on yep. they can come as they are and wasn't that how jesus was yeah right yeah he Amen. went to them where Amen. they were at i get i get nothing <clears throat> at all against the standard 
<clears throat> excuse me, standard worship service right. even in my home church. Mm-hmm. But there's something about a room full of people that can't sing on key. They just got done smoking a cigarette <laughs> whose language is a little rough around the edges and they come to the foot of the cross in a celebrate recovery meeting and they're singing praises to God, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe they're not the most conventional songs. Maybe they're a little, little, little rocky. Maybe they're not what you would normally hear. And I stand there and I go, nobody, nobody can sing. And it's wonderful. <laughs> it is like there's something I just personally, I soak that up even myself much more it's 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 an amazing thing to watch mm-hmm. it's real it's raw it's just real. raw yeah, yeah it's really real you got another song for us yes and uh, i love worship music i can play all kinds of worship music we lead worship in kansas you know and um i don't know that was just my experience with right? our our pastor in california he's a really unique guy but you know he was a heroin addict for 25 years and wow there was i don't know things that that he brought to the table I felt see see if I can remember this song there we go this is a song about um, Peter on the water that sometimes I think we feel like we're in over our heads when Peter walked out on the water to Jesus um as long as he kept his eyes on the Lord, he was okay. But the minute he took his eyes off, he started to sink. Yeah. So it's just a really raw, real song about what was Peter thinking <laughs> during that that story. So here we go. It's called Hold Me Up. I am falling, sinking somewhere in the middle of Bigger than me. 
Heather Lane. You can visit her website at heatherlane.com, and that's Lane, L-A-Y-N-E, right? Yes. Right. All right. So we got a bunch of people uh, watching live on YouTube. You want to say hi to them? Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and that's uh, that's Dennis in the background back there. On the, What do you call that thing that you're... It's a djembe. A, a, okay. <laughs> the D is silent. Right. Djembe. It's African hand drum. If you want to hear uh, more of this interview, uh, it's going to be up at uh, 3 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So uh, check it out. There's a whole lot more. So we're going to close off the live video for now. Bye, everybody. Bye. Right. See you guys. <laughs> uh, okay. So when you're singing, like like right now, whether it's now or whether it's performing in front of a large group like last night... What's going through your head? I mean, because you, you sing lots of these songs over and over again. Right? And, I'm, and I'm, let, me, let me preface it by saying, when I was in uh, a, a choir, when I was going to Bible college, I remember people going, oh, we got to sing that same song again. And she reminded us, our choir director, that some people had never heard it before. Yes. So for them, it was the first time. Do you ever, do you ever think like that? Oh, do I want to sing this one again? I mean, what what goes through your head when you're singing? Yeah, um, you know, when you're touring a lot and you're doing a lot of concerts, it you don't want to get calloused. I mean, that's for sure. And I, right. I think spending time with the Lord, He helps me to understand that very thing. That for a lot of people, if not everybody, this is their first time hearing these songs. And it's, and it's, it was kind of funny last night. I was gonna skip. My relapse song, I thought, hey, I'm not going to do that one. and But just this quiet voice, you know, from the Lord. Right. I just felt like, no, there's people here that really need to hear this tonight. So, Heather, it's not about what you want. It's about what God's doing here. This is about him and what he's doing in hearts. And I was blown away because about halfway through that song, I mean, there was tears. Mm-hmm. There oh, was my gosh. Wasn't there? Standing. Oh, my God. The floor of the day gets opened. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, see, I just don't know what I'm doing. I have to continue to give it to God. But once I get into a song, I just really try to focus on, on God and connecting with him as if it's just me and him in a room alone. But at the same time, I want people to have him. You know, not so much like my music, right? but I, I have a passion for them to know how much God loves them. The things that God has shown me is life-changing, you know, and I want people to have that same part of God. And I used to meet with a mentor. She was one of those people. She walked up to me at a Bible study early in my recovery, and he said, she said, God wants us to meet, and I want you to come to my house next Tuesday. And that lasted for three years, every Tuesday. Sure. And I, I would show up, and she'd spent time in God's presence, and she read my mail. Like, she, there was no hiding anything from this wow. woman. And I remember connecting with that, going, I want this. I want to feel, I want my house to feel like her house felt with the, the spirit of God was so thick. I thought, I, I can have that, and I want that. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. I try to build that in my concerts where people are in it. They're having an experience with with God and God's presence, right. not just going to a concert, 
but they're actually experiencing God and God's doing something in their hearts. That's none of my business. Sure. I'm just the one that's delivering the songs, but the Holy Spirit's the one that's working in the hearts. So Tony, let me ask you a question. All right. So okay. so I remember the first time you went to celebrate recovery. <laughs> Yeah. And, and and you were like, I remember you got you went like a couple times. You're like, oh, no, they're singing. I think I left earl- very early the first time too. <laughs> yeah, because that was a whole. I was like, this is not for me. Because <laughs> you, you and I come from more of a secular twelve step mm-hmm. background as far as our introduction, and, and I, I I hesitate to say secular because its roots really aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we come out of a more conventional 12-step background, I guess I yeah. guess you would call it. And we're, so we're used to a format. You know, you do this at this time. You read big this at this thumpers. time. <laughs> yeah, we're big book thumpers and still are yeah. and, and, and that kind of thing. So it was kind of it was kind of uncomfortable for you. It was very uncomfortable, I will say. Uh, I, didn't, right? I was like, but you they're putting their go- hands up. They're singing what is going on. <laughs> I was just like, whoa. Yeah, I remember you asked me, you, you go, so do they have to go to the bathroom? What? <laughs> Everybody at one time. I, I gotta go. You, you know, I had no idea it was what they were great, doing. But it was so precious. Yeah. And, and 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 then you started going back to church. Church. And that was a whole new experience mm-hmm. for you because the circles you were going with faith wise before was kind of legalistic and I had harsh no, and I was like in the middle of faiths at the time. I haven't been in church for years and yeah. I was just scoping out and then I found neighborhood church and Right. Right. So what did you feel like, like last night? Were you, it, you felt different than you did the first time yeah, you were right? Yeah, and I was telling Heather before, um, like I told you, like that whole concert just changed my soul. It's like, right. I'm not a bad person, you know. Oh, yeah. God, don't get me started. No, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was just like I came home. I'm like, I, I felt at peace. So hmm. thank you for that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, That's and awesome. she said it perfectly. It's like her just like delivering the Lord's word, you know. Right. Right. So, so, so Denver. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna have you chime and move your mic over a little bit. I'm gonna have you chime in here for a minute. So, De- Denver's a country guy. Yes, yeah, I am. He's gonna say boots <laughs> and not shoes. Yeah. He's very collected. Often. You know, he's got a he's got a Texas star hanging in his in his room. It's got a backlight to it, right? He's got leather. He's a leather. <laughs> he's a leather tool guy and all that kind of thing. Um, anything you want to ask, Heather? I want to comment. Yeah, uh, please. You, you spoke of uh, worship always ushers in the spirit. Yes. And churchy music didn't do it for me. I have been an old country fan since uh, my folks made me listen to Buck Owens. <laughs> and I just love that stuff. Yeah. So you said you, you finally got over this shame that was heaped onto you. And you realized that... Maybe not all of us are going to warm up to churchy music. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate mm-hmm. you adding that uh, simpler country style to uh, open the gate for people. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. It's wonderful. You have a beautiful voice. Thank you. Uh, the accompaniment is good. Uh, kudos. And I'm so glad that the Lord is using you and that mm-hmm. gift. Thank you. Definitely. I appreciate that. Thank you. So Denver and I both come out. We we both uh, uh, he he still does some work out at the Adult and Teen Challenge Center, and I was the education coordinator out there for for a time, and and so we work in that field too, you know, 
And uh, it's just refreshing to watch people respond to what God's doing through music or meetings or gatherings like Celebrate Recovery, uh, AA, NA, uh, Alcoholics for Christ, Overcomers Outreach. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, right? Mm-hmm. But but since the um, the coming of Celebrate Recovery, and it's taken off like a shot. Yes. I mean, it really has. Mm-hmm. Y- you do a lot of concerts for celebrate recovery yeah we've literally been to hundreds of celebrate recoveries all over the united states doing concerts yeah Yeah. and they're all pretty much run the same which you know is very comforting i think um it just like children they they want to read the same story over and over because it's building self-confidence and security in them and i think in recovery that's very important because like what we see in our clients their lives have just been an absolute roller coaster up and down and they can't depend on certain people and they've had a lot of loss in their life mm-hmm. so that's one thing i love about celebrate recovery you can always depend on what you're going to get there you know mm-hmm. they're not ever maybe like my concert's going to maybe be something different right. but that doesn't happen very often it's pretty much you know what to expect when you show up. And I think that that's part of coming off of that high, that emotional high, and just saying, I'm just going to be faithful. I'm just going to go every week and watch what God does in my life. And there's no real bells and whistles. It's just all about what God's doing through the steps and through fellowship. You, you know, getting out of your house and not isolating. Isolation is the first step, step to relapse. Mm-hmm. If we see our clients isolating, we're knocking on their door. Hey, you got to do four meetings a week, guys, for your own good, so that you're not in your room by yourself. And right. you know those thoughts start coming. So that's what I love about Celebrate Recovery. No matter where we've been in the country, whether it's <coughs> Mississippi or New York, uh, we've been in New Mexico. We've been all the way up to Sage Woolley, Washington. <laughs> you know, right? And we here in Oregon, they're all pretty much run the same. So it feels like family, even though we don't know everybody. We still feel like we're part of this. I relate to you guys because we're all broken and we're all family. And, and one of the things that, 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 that CR does that a lot of uh, 12-step focus groups have kind of shied away from over the years, uh, not good, not bad, just is. But one of the things that they do, and I really congratulate them on, is they have step classes. I'm not talking about step shares. I'm not talking about sitting around reading a piece of literature and talking about your day. But actual classes that you would do uh, with a sponsor or a spiritual advisor or a mentor. And there's ones for for women and there's one for men. I'm, I'm in yet another one now. And we're we're going through the workbooks, and I mean, it asks they ask the questions that the early founders of AA asked. Mm. It's more set up like the original twelve step fellowships were originally than today's fellowships. Not not in every case, but in a lot of cases, and I so appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it, does, it causes you mm. to do a lot of digging. And reflecting and realizing that you can't heal a wound just by saying it's not there. That's right. You know? Yeah. It, you've got to just get the mask off and quit pretending and, like me, quit being in denial and be willing to go there and acknowledge it mm-hmm. so that the Lord can heal it. Mm-hmm. And I think going to just a CR meeting every week is probably going to end up not being enough. Like, you need to get into the step study. Yeah, no more than just going to an AA meeting and drinking bad coffee and talking about your day is really enough. That's not the treatment. Right. That's great. Right. 
But the treatment for addiction, the treatment for alcoholism, the treatment for hurts, hangups, and habits is going through that step process, whatever that looks like for you, mm-hmm. following a set of directions, making yourself accountable, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the, Accountability that's the is huge. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we have time for one more song. What are you going to do for us? Oh, Monty, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's good at putting on the spot. Well, I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, uh, I guess I can do a song called My Love Won't Walk Away. Uh, this one is on the Wanted album, I think. <laughs> uh, She's got so track. many songs. I know, so know. many songs, so many albums. <laughs> so this is songs about a single mom. I can relate a lot to this song. Um, it's about that mom that's never walked into a church, basically. Yeah. And it's based on Isaiah 54, um, which talks about in verse... T- Isaiah 54.10 says, My love won't walk away from you. And I think so many of us that get into recovery or just life, the, those of us doing life in general, we have abandonment issues. Oh, you betcha. We've been dropped a few times. Yeah. We've probably dropped some people ourselves. Yeah. And um, God is the one that's perfect. God is the one that we've got to keep our eyes on. He's not going to drop us. That's what Isaiah 54 says. You're not going to come up short. You're not going to think about the shame for the rest of your life. This is a season that's going to pass. And so that's what this song's about. She started out bright-eyed and trusting. Didn't know much about
And he said to her, My love won't walk away. It's here to stay. See, I'm the one who makes that sun climb high in the sky. Every day, just call my name. can go to Heather Lane's website and you can order her music and uh, read all about her at heatherlane.com. You can follow the links here at take12radio.com as well. So that's a promise. Yes. That's a promise that our creator gives us. Right? And, and I mean, and so many promises have been broken, mm. but we can rely on his. He, he never breaks them. Yeah. Never when, breaks them. When I first started following God, I was real skittish. Like, yeah. how do I really know I can trust you if I give you 100%? Right. But I felt like he was showing me the only way I'd ever know is just to jump in with both both boots on and see what <laughs> happened, you know? Yeah. And now 18 years later, I've been in Celebrate Recovery for that long. And um, I have to say I don't regret ever one day following God with everything I have. He's done nothing but improve my life. And who I am as a person and just being more like Christ has given me so much more peace. And just the drama and the chaos that I used to live in mm-hmm. is no longer there. And to me, that's worth everything. To have um, a, a Savior that I can be firm in and know that he's got me. His hands are underneath me no matter what my life looks like. No matter if it gets bumpy or unsure, he's, he's okay. He's steady. And I can just hold on to him and know he's going to get me through this. Yeah. Because once we get a history with God, then we know he's not going to drop me. He says that. He promises me that. In Isaiah 54, 10, he says, I won't, my love won't walk away from you. So it doesn't mean we're going to have a perfect life. It doesn't mean we're going to have, you know, just steady Eddie all the time and no problems. No, we're going to have problems in this life. And the Bible is clear about that. But when we have a Savior who's walking beside us, steadying us because of his strength, that's what makes all the difference. Amen. Amen. Heather, thank you so much for coming in. 
Thank you. And taking Thanks the time to me. do this. Yeah, we appreciate all it. All the way from all the way from Kansas just to see me. <laughs> all right, that is an <laughs> ego, right? <laughs> it's not all about you. A little bit. It's not all about me. Well, I'm reminded that by my wife every day. <laughs> Dennis, thank you so much. Thank you, Monty. Yeah, it's been a, 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 a blessing uh, to have you guys here and uh, to drive all that way and, and to do what you guys do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I know it can be exhausting, you know, and, uh, and the Lord, uh, he, he gets you through it. He's the only one that can really do it, and he does it. Um, and McCaden, thank you so much for following these guys around the countryside and, you know, helping with the merchandise and uh, keep doing a singing thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, God's good all the time, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. Next time you come, though, you got to sing. Yes. And yeah. she has videos on YouTube. If you Google oh, me, okay. her stuff comes Do up. You oh, okay. Now. Ooh, I'm going to Google Oh, she's you. going, no! <laughs> Well, maybe we'll just throw that link up there. Well. <laughs> There's two songs on their money. Oh, oh. nice. Mom's <laughs> giving out all this. Megan's like, Mom, stop. Okay, so go to take12radio.com and you'll probably find some more links than. Yeah. <laughs> hey, McGaden, you know, you decided to tag along. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Mom. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> all right, Heather, closing thoughts. Just. I want to just encourage anybody out there to not give up, especially on those days when everything feels like it's crashing down on you and you just want to quit. I want to just encourage you to um, do the opposite of how you feel. If you feel like staying home and isolating, go to a meeting, go somewhere where you're going to get encouraged by people. And I just want to um, just say a blessing over everybody out there. God loves you. His word, the Bible is full of promises that are true. I've found that true in my life. And if we, we hold on to him, he will not let us come up short, like Isaiah 54 says, and he will not drop us. He will not walk away from us. So thank you, Monty. You're awesome. You thank you for everything you. that you guys yeah. do, encouraging people in recovery and for what you stand for. It's been yeah. a privilege to know you Aww. since the AA World Convention in 2010. Yeah, bless yeah. your heart. Thank bless you. your heart. All right, my friends. Uh, Denver. And Tony. Oh. Our scripts. All the way over there. <laughs> uh, okay, Denver, Tony, how can they listen to the show? Uh, you can listen and download any of our shows by going to take12radio.com and clicking on Follow Me on Podomatic. Once you can- what she said was... <laughs> follow me on Podomatic. <laughs> follow me on Podomatic. <laughs> it's in caps, so I get excited. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, once you're there, you can download our app for Android or iOS. You can comment on the shows, love us or hate us. We would love to hear from you either way. Denver? And you can also listen to us on our YouTube channel. Simply go to take12radio.com and click on the YouTube icon. And if you'd like to send us your email, please do. Our email address is take12radio at comcast.net. That is take12radio at comcast.net. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, until our next broadcast, there's Denver Wolf. Have a wonderful week. McCaden. Dennis. Take care. Tony, myself, peace, and Heather Lane. Come to the concert tonight. Yes. yes. Come to the concert tonight. (laughs) Southside Church of Christ on airport in Lebanon, Oregon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Free dinner at 6 o'clock. 7 o'clock is the concert. Don't miss it. If you miss it, Tony, what are we going to do? Burn you down. We're going to burn them down. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) 
until then, and until next time, we are all wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now, my friends. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. Kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs>